This episode is sponsored by Harmony, a personal enrichment course for women. Work-life balance is unattainable, but you can achieve Harmony. Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching is excited to offer Harmony, a seven-week personal enrichment course to help women find their natural rhythm and master the multiple moving parts of their lives. Visit pathwayteam242.org for more information. Carefully and wonderfully, I was made, created to have dominion. I am not afraid. There is no duplicate, no carbon copy of me. I am an original. I am free to be me. Welcome to Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching. At Pathway, we believe life is a journey. Thus, our podcast provides a weekly pit stop for kingdom women to pause, reflect, and refuel. I am your host, Carol G, and I am super excited to share practical, kingdom-inspired strategies to help you know your worth, love yourself unconditionally, and unapologetically be your most authentic self. Here is this week's transformative message. May it inspire you to be the best you possible. Vanessa, it's so awesome to have you on the Living Loved and Free with Carol G podcast. Oh my goodness. Hi, Carol. (laughs) Thank you for agreeing to be a part of my community series. I am so excited and grateful to have people like you in my life that understand me and more importantly, understand flowing with the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, we don't do scripted. I don't really flow like, and so you're open to flowing with me and we both flow with however God wants this conversation to go. So I want you to share your first memory of me, how we met and any first impression that you had. (laughs) First of all, I just want to say thanks for the opportunity um, to um, be welcome to this platform for for God's work, for the kingdom work that God has you assigned to. It is so amazing to be connected to you and what God is doing in this season. So I count it as a privilege and a joy to be a part of it. Um, It's so amazing that you asked that question because I just thought about that the other day. (laughs) I remember the first time uh, I met you. I can't remember the exact date, but I think it was right after Dorian and uh, we became, I was a part of something that's called the family where they were teaching us how to kind of um, speak to persons who needed help um, from, you know, during recovery after Dorian. And I think when I met you in the room, you had introduced yourself as a therapist and um, or counselor, I believe. And um, that was something right in that moment that I was interested in and had been talking to God about. So I waited until we came outside. I introduced myself to you and asked you, um, how do I obtain a counseling license? How do I go about doing that? And my first impression of you were very helpful. And when I went away and thought about it, I said, I know that lady thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) And I just approached her. But I appreciated the fact that you were open 
to assist um, and direct where, you know, uh, where I needed to go. So that was my first encounter with Carol. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am so glad I asked that question because I have no recollection of you asking me about <laughs> becoming a counselor. Like, Absolutely no yeah. recollection. The only thing I recall yeah. from our first encounter, I did remember that it was at the family. And I do remember having a conversation in the parking lot. But mm -hmm. in my recollection, it was more like our mutual friend introduced us. And problem. that was it. And I remember looking at you because I thought that you were her cousin that I knew from way back when. And she was like, mm -hmm. no, I'm like, are you sure? Because she sure <laughs> looks like her. And she was like, no, not at all. <laughs> it's not the same person. So that's, and I remember that you would have said where you worked because I think you had to go to work afterwards. Maybe. And she and I were talking like running our mouth. Like, I don't even remember that we <laughs> actually had a conversation in that first encounter. Oh, oh my dear. goodness. But I'm glad that you remember me as being helpful. <laughs> Which is funny because in the book that I'm reading, and I think you're reading it too, um, the Marshawn, Mm -hmm. uh, believe bigger book. And, um, she talks about how, you know, your divine purpose or whatever showing up, like no matter what you are doing in every area of your life. So mm -hmm. even in a parking lot, talking to a stranger, yeah, the guide that God has created me to be always shows is, is, is going to show up. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that's good to hear. And even because as I read, as I'm reading the book, I'm still reading it. As I'm reading it, I'm like, I need to see what people say about me, hear what people I know would say about me, their, their experience with me, right? Because sometimes we have so many blind spots, like we don't see ourselves. We're just going through life, mm -hmm. just doing whatever we got to do. Even I was doing something, I was filling out some information the other day and um, trying to talk about the work that I do. And my husband had to say, and all in my mind, I was only remembering that I had created the, the, the format for AIDS Academy. And my husband was like, that's not the only thing you've done. You've done multiple programs. You've created multiple programs. And I was like, okay, yeah. I guess. And even still, I still was only thinking about in this space of, of operating pathway. But then when I pulled up my resume and I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, I have been creating programs like the entire time that I was at, that I was a guidance counselor. Like it didn't just start with pathway. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, so that's so pretty, that's, that's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, Another question that's coming to me, where, because you said that at that point when you, when we met, you had been talking to the Lord about becoming a counselor or whatever. So if you had to describe that season of your life, when our paths crossed in, this would have been 2019, because this is right after Dorian. So this was like mm -hmm. September, October, I think it was even September, 2019. So how would you describe that season that you were in at that point? Hmm. I would, without a doubt, I would definitely call that season searching. 
mm. uh, searching, searching for something more, you know, when more uh, seems to be bubbling inside of your stomach, but you don't know exactly what it is, but it's something that's just, just calling your name. Like God, there's so much more um, to me. There's so much more that I want to do. And I believe there's so much more that you have called me to, but I have absolutely no idea what it is and how to go about it. So I would definitely call that season searching. That's September, 2019. You would say you were in a season of searching and now we are recording this in March, 2022. Are you still in a season of searching? Has your season shifted? (laughs) How would you describe this current season? Oh my goodness. My season has, it has shifted tremendously. (laughs) It has shifted tremendously. Um, I would call this season being content in God's perfect will. That's Mm. what I would call this season. Um, From moving from the searching season to the season now, um, I would definitely say what I Besides searching for the purpose that I think God would call me to, would have called me to, more importantly, I realized that it was him that I needed. And when I say him, what happens a lot of times is that we we go to church, um, uh, we operate in the church in the four walls, just, you know, just become, for lack of a better word, religious we can become very religious and just doing the things for God, but not having the true relationship with him that ultimately he desires and needs and wants from us. And that is the amazing part of it. So coming from that place of searching and trying to find out God, what is the next move and moving to the place where, listen, it's just me and you and I'm good right here. Whatever you say is, if it's your perfect will, I can rest right here. I can believe your word. I could stand on your word and I could be comforted by your presence. And not only that, most importantly, from moving from the search into where I am now, I found true friendship, something that I have always been searching for. True friendship that I found with my heavenly father with the Holy spirit and with my big brother, Jesus. And that is ultimately the most amazing thing for me, for Vanessa. So that that's what I would call this season, being content with God in him and with him. That is really good. That's really good. (laughs) That's rich. And it's interesting. (laughs) So you went from searching for the more that was bubbling in you And God said, I am the more. Absolutely. (laughs) And so in this season in recognizing and and accepting and embracing that God is the more that you were seeking, you're now content. Yes. And that is so wonderful. And, um, And it's so interesting that you said that, you know, you now have this friendship that you have always been yearning for. And of course, you know, the series is about community and what does community look like? And you talked about the fact that, you know, you were active in church and it had become kind of more about religious activity as opposed Mm -hmm. to true relationship with God. 
right? Um, and not we are not knocking the church at all in any way, shape, or form. No. So if anybody listening all. thinks that with this conversation about no, we love the church. We are all for local yes. congregations, people coming together in worship and encouraging. People. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Um, but the funny thing is, and we talked about this uh, a few days ago about there has been a shift mm-hmm. in our relationship. So our paths mm-hmm. crossed when you were in the season of searching and now two and a half years later, right? You're at this place of contentment and more solidified in your friendship with mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so, and I, I would have shared this with you. One of the, I shared a piece of it with you when we talked the other day. So one of the things was, I, I would have shared with you that I had allowed you to be a crutch for me, our mm-hmm. friendship to be a crutch, right? And mm-hmm. the thing that the part of it that I didn't share was when I, in, in the process of us becoming friends, of getting to know each other, I would have been privy to the fact that God was removing people from your life. God was removing people. He was, he was disconnecting some relationships mm-hmm. because he wanted you to himself yes. for a season, right? Yes. And yes. so, and so this is the part that I didn't share. So I recognized that you were being stripped of friendships, of relationships that had been very key to you. And I, the rescuer in me, jumped in and tried to rescue you and be and fill this void that was being created by all of these severed relationships, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then in me jumping in as rescuer, I became attached mm-hmm. in an unhealthy way, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it, it coincided with me not getting, me feeling like my emotional needs weren't being met. And so here you were stripped of a whole bunch of people. So all you got oh is time. <laughs> a whole bunch, a whole bunch. All, all you got is time. And I'm like, oh, there's a Christian woman, no husband, no children. No friends. She's so available for whenever I want to vent and share and talk. I can talk about the ceiling. I can talk about the word of God. Like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. Right? So in me trying to rescue, which God did not ask me to do, I then <laughs> took on this an, un- an unhealthy connection formed, right? And then I think it was back in January was when I initially said it to you. I think that something has gone awry. I don't really know what's happening, but something doesn't feel right. There's something doesn't feel right. And I would have gone to God and like, God, like, can we not be friends anymore? Like what? And I remember you asking, so what? We're not going to be friends. And I was like, I don't know. Because of course I'm like, I just get this friend. You trying to take him from me. <laughs> So it was so uh, crazy. And then the real funny part about it is today, yesterday, today, I'm writing yesterday, I'm writing the blog post for this week. And I gave an example of 
us taking on assignments that God did not give us, right? And I provided what come I thought on, was a, come, on. come on, right? I provided what come I on. thought <laughs> was a generic example. So if anybody listening, that would be episode 20. If you need to see it, read it. It's episode 20 or blog post 20 on the website, right? So I shared, Vanessa, I shared what I thought was a generic example. Here's the example I shared. I said, you have a friend that's having problems in her marriage. Mm -hmm. And so you are there for her, listening to her, being a shoulder to cry on, crying with her, giving her advice, Mm -hmm. always there because you're trying to be a good Christian friend, Mm -hmm. right? But in the process of you trying to be a good Christian friend, and rescue her from the, the, the dysfunction, right? You mm-hmm. are not allowing her the space mm-hmm. to connect with God directly, which mm-hmm. is what he really wants. So you're mm-hmm. taking on a responsibility that God did not give you. And That's then when you are home, there's tension in your home and you and your husband's bickering, you and the children can't get along and you don't understand what could be going on. And it never even crosses your mind that it has anything to do with the amount of time that you, that you're spending trying to rescue this friend. Right. And I mean, naturally it didn't click that it could be anything to do with my life. Cause mm-hmm. I don't have no married friends that I, I, I pouring into and right. in this season, nor do I have children. So I just thought God just gave me a nice little generic (laughs) example. So today, so today, Holy Spirit was like, you don't see yourself (laughs) in that example. You were so busy trying to rescue Vanessa. And then one day you wake up and things funky with you and your husband and you didn't know why. Right, right. And I was like, oh, so you didn't require me to rescue her at all? He's like, no, did I ask you? Did I, did I assign you? In fact, he was like, you can get Carol. You can take my word on this and take this as a guarantee. I will never require you to rescue one of my children. Come on. You don't have, that ain't in your pay grade. Because he is well You are not equipped, all right? That is always <laughs> going to be my responsibility. This is what God's, yes. and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, you can't even, and this is what he's saying to me now, like you cannot even rescue yourself. Wow. So wow. do you feel like you could rescue <laughs> another one of wow. my children? And so I say all that to say, so now we had like a, like when we finally got to the point of discussing why we ain't been talking like we used to talk, <laughs> like it didn't even make sense why we ain't talking as frequently other than, I mean, like the thing, the, 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 the point, the, 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 the specific incident that led to, you know, we trace back and say, okay, up to this point, we was talking every day and then this right. happened. And now we talking like maybe once a week. Right. Right. And, like when we look at that point, it's like, that's so silly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. And it really was both of us having misunderstandings of what was happening in that moment. But yep. both of us, when we finally talked about it, 
were able to share our conclusion, God needed us to shift the way we yep. were interacting because yep, it had absolutely. become unhealthy. Yep. And being mature enough to know, even though God requires us to shift because the nature of the friendship was not in line with what he connected us for, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean mm-hmm. that the connection is bad mm-hmm. or exactly. that the friendship has to end. And that's what I want us to kind of explore here, because I feel like in the past, I have probably been in similar situations with friends where I felt a disconnect and assumed that I can't be friends with this person anymore. Mm -hmm. And I walked away in a very probably silly, immature way Mm -hmm. and completely severed uh, friendship that didn't need to be completely severed because I was not at that time spiritually or relationally mature enough to navigate a shift in mm-hmm. the friendship. Right. And so mm-hmm. from your end, what has this shift looked like for you? Hmm. I share a lot. I know. <laughs> This shift, um, I understand exactly, exactly what you're saying, because like you said, um, you entered, you, you came into my life in a time when God was doing a lot of stripping of friendships with me and um, having recently shared with you an experience with a friend and what happened in that relationship. Um, it It's almost as if... Um, he, the Holy Spirit guarded my heart where that relationship was concerned because um, I accepted it fully for what it was. And I, I made a decision, you know, God, if, if you are changing directions in this relationship, then I'm fine with it. Now, um, God has had, I've come to a place where he had stripped me down to the bones <laughs> and um then now having this shift that between you and I, I'm like, okay, God, what is going on? What is going on? And with you sharing what you shared about, um, I realized that it, it, we needed, we were fillers for each other. We became fillers, just like you said, it became unhealthy. So here you are with your situation and here I am with mine. And um, having been stripped of so many friendships, you became a crutch for me as well. Um you became my go-to person. Now, keeping in mind the reason why um, God did what he did or was doing in my life at the time when he was stripping me of the friendships was because he wanted me to himself for this season. So when that happened and then you became my go-to person instead of him being my go-to person, then the shift took place. The shift took place and because I had just experienced um, the other situation with my former friend, I looked at it a bit differently. And I asked, I went to the Holy Spirit and I asked him, okay, what is going on? Are you saying it's time to move on? Or what are you saying right here in this space? And all he said to me was give it time. That's all he said to me. And I said, okay, God, because I did not feel an end, but I felt the shift. So I made a decision to, and it was hard. It was hard because I've come from a place of depending on people and depending on friendships to satisfy me for most of my life. And um, being in, in a place where God is saying, okay, I want you to myself. 
in the beginning, it felt like uh, punishment, like I must be a bad person. And the amazing part about it is um, you hear of friendships that have lasted 20, 30, 40 years. And can I tell you, I am not that person. <laughs> and I had to be comfortable, become um, um, just rest in that, that that's not my journey. Um, that's not, well, in this time, I can say that now, I don't know what the future holds, only he does. But up to this point, that has not been my journey. I have no connections with former friends where I've been with, uh, who I've known 10, 20, 30 years ago, not intimate relationships anyway. And, uh, and that was hard because you hear a lot of times that, well, if you don't have friends, something must be wrong with you. So that's the perspective I, I took. And I went to God with that, that something has to be wrong with me. And then he reminded me that your entire life, you've been, your space has been filled with people. You have depended on people um, to satisfy you, to give you what you felt that you needed. And a lot of it was because I didn't know who I was. And so he said, just enjoy the season with me and I'm going to be your friend. And he has done exactly that. So I think because I was so grounded in our friendship with the, with my friendship with the Lord, it was easier to accept that that friend decided to move on. So when it came to um, 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 you and me, I'm like, okay, I, I looked at it a bit differently. And I said, okay, instead of taking the immature approach and just walking away, God, I'm going to sit right here. You said to wait, I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to trust you that whatever the shift is. And I thank God that um, you, uh, Carol, are a, a mature woman. You understand that we can come together and we can have conversations. We can seek God on the answers about what's going on in our friendship. And that was key. And that was paramount instead of um, um, taking the approach where we just like, whatever, I'm, I out, peace out. You want to act like that? That's your business. You go your way. I go my way. You see what I'm saying? No, we, we recognize firstly that this relationship, this friendship was ordained by God. But like you said, it was ordained by God, but we also have to go to him as to how it's supposed to be structured. How do we, how do we do this, God? Because when there's a deficiency inside of you, you can very easily grab a hold of somebody to fill that deficiency. And nobody is supposed to have that place, only him. So that's the lesson that, that, that I have learned and I'm still learning in regards to friendship. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Um, as I listened to you, several things came to mind. The most pressing point that I heard Holy Spirit zone in on was when you said the crutch. Now, when I said crutch, I think we both used it as a crutch is a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. But somehow when you said it, Holy Spirit showed me the other side of the crutch, right? And he mm -hmm. took me to, he gave me the image of, I was, I, I, I don't know if you have, but I've used crutches before, you know, I mm -hmm. tore a muscle and I had to wear a cast and I had to use a crutch, right? And then I had to go to physical therapy, which was painful as a, I don't know what. And, but there for several weeks, I had to walk with a crutch because mm -hmm. it was necessary. And mm -hmm. then between the resting of the muscle, the medication, the physical therapy, there came a point where 
the medical expert said, let the crutch go. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fully 100% healed, but what was explained to me was if you use the crutch for too long mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. its purposed mm-hmm. time, then you will never heal properly. So as mm-hmm. you were sharing, what I heard Holy Spirit say is that he allowed us to be fillers because you mentioned we were fillers for one mm-hmm. another. He allowed us to be fillers for each other while we were becoming stronger and closer to him. Mm-hmm. And when we got strong enough, he took away the crutch because mm-hmm. we were now able to walk with him without the need of a crutch. Amen. Right. And Amen. because we're all there's there's always going to be some level of healing that we're mm-hmm. going through. You know, we have lived 40 plus years and we have gone through some traumatic experiences. They may be different for everybody, but everybody has experienced some kind of trauma. And God mm-hmm. is a loving healer. And so God yes, knows everything that we need to heal our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our spirit. And sometimes you may need a person who's going to hold your hand Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. say, we in this together. And one of, and this is the other thing that came out as I was listening to you. One of the things I appreciate about you and our friendship is the fact that even in the midst of us developing some, unhealthy attachments at the core of who we are is a desire to, to love, to, to love God, to be close to God, to know God and to glorify God. And because that is both of our desires, God would not allow us to be crutched for Mm. too long. You Mm. know what I mean? And so, Mm -hmm. and even in that, we never consciously, intentionally stood no. in the way of each other's connection to God. Mm. And for both of us, when we realize that, hey, this is, this is not how God wants us to flow at each other, right. we, we leaned into the shift. And like yeah. you said, you know, both of us having the maturity to say, okay, God, your will be done because this friendship right. ain't about us anyway. It's about yeah. you. He brought yeah. us together because we each had something that the other needed for a season. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were able to impart those things to one another. And he's also saying there's more. Mm-hmm. But the way that we have shared in the past is not necessarily the way that we will pour into each other in the future. And so right. now the nature of our friendship looks different, mm-hmm. but it's still a valuable friendship to me. And I'm hoping to you. Yes, absolutely. Right? <laughs> right. And so, and so that was it. So anybody listening, I want you to know that, you know, cause we're talking about crutches and we're talking about unhealthy attachments and being fillers or whatever, but just like, If you have an air infection, you're going to be given antibiotics Mm -hmm. and antibiotics have a lot of side effects that are not Mm -hmm. all that good, but they also have healing properties. But because the antibiotics 
over a long term can mess with your system, the doctor's going to say, take this for seven days, take this for 14 days, 10 days, you know what I mean? And then stop Mm -hmm. even painkillers, painkillers help you to bear the pain while the bones or whatever are healing, but we're not supposed to be hooked on the painkillers or the antibiotics, right? Every little sniffle, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't run and take the antibiotics, right? Exactly. So this is what we want to, this is what I'm hoping that you're hearing in this conversation. Friendships are important. Having people on the journey with you are important, but they should never take the place of God. Absolutely. We should be for the people what God has placed us in their lives to mm-hmm. be and not more. We ain't there to be the rescuer, but no. we're there to be the friend. And, and so in and of itself, being a shoulder for someone to cry on, being mm-hmm. a listening ear, being someone that the person can go out with or whatever, is not a bad thing in and of itself, but everything has to have boundaries, Yes. Right. And, yes. and, and, you know, we both have been tuning into Transformation Church. We're a part of Transformation Nation with Michael Todd. And, you know, this year, the theme is hair is holy and the year of intentional limitations. And so one thing that has happened mm-hmm. is that God has said to both of us, be intentional about putting limitations on how frequently you talk to your friends Mm -hmm. because I want you always in every season to talk to me first and most. Mm -hmm. And this is not even just friendship. This goes with marriages as well. Like we cannot allow a spouse to be more important than God. God has to be the loudest voice in our ears. And that's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I know, um, like you mentioned it, and um, you mentioned the, the shift and navigating through the shift. But I find that what happens is the hurt. How do you navigate through the hurt? That's the part because as human beings, even though we're, we see God's face, we're in his presence, um, we love him and we know that he loves us. And we say he's our friend and he has shown us that he is our friend. But a lot of times because of that humanness, that human side of us, we become attached to people. We care about them. We love them. We spend time with them. And then when they are, uh, when there's, when the shift takes place, maybe a permanent shift where they are no longer a part of your life, that hurt is still there. How do we deal with that? Y'all see why I just love my friends. My friends don't, we don't play in the shallow y'all. Like we don't do shallow at all. So I love it. How do you deal with the hurt? And that is an excellent question. I'm sitting there, I'm talking and I'm like looking and I'm like, I heard Holy Spirit say, ask her, she have a question. (laughs) (laughs) And then I felt bad after I said, I saw a lot. I put her on the spot and sure enough, she come up bang, bang, a lang, lang. Y'all get y'all some good friends. Okay. But (laughs) that is such a crucial question. And you're right. It does Mm -hmm. hurt. 
it does hurt when there's a shift, even when you accept that God is responsible for the shift and this is God's best, Mm -hmm. right? Because even you mentioned earlier, you said when the friendship ended, it felt like punishment, like you're a bad person. And these are thoughts that we have, like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I keep friends? And even you talked about there are people who have had friends for 20, 30, 40 years. Like I heard someone say, oh, we've been friends since um, nursery school, since nursery. And I was like, dang, that's a long time. (laughs) And the funny thing about it is I'm glad you added the intimacy because I like instill intimately connected because I started to get like all in my feelings, like get a little prideful because I was like, tell I got friends. I still have friends that I, I knew from 20 <laughs> plus years ago. Right. But when you add that intimate and I was like, see why she had to go there. Like she just moved. <laughs> where's my bubble <laughs> because honestly, there is someone that I went to preschool with whose number is still in my phone, who I could call if I have a need, who if I see in the street, we got hail and we got hug, right? But there's no intimate connection, right? And so I know her, there there has never been a beef between us. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't, you know, there was no falling out, there's no love loss, but we're not, we're not intimately connected. Even Mm -hmm. that term is going to be different for different people. All friendships are not going to look the same. For years, I wanted a living single type of community where we hang out together and we celebrate everything together. And we go like, you know, you see. Let's do the double wedding and all. You understand? (laughs) And so like, that's what I envisioned. I was like, we're all going to have our houses and our spouses are going to know each other and our children are going to grow up together and Every holiday, we're going to be barbecuing at one person's house. That was so good. We're going to be like birthdays we celebrate together and la, la, la. Like this was my dream friend community. Never had it ever, ever (laughs) in my born days. And like you say, I don't know what the future holds, Mm. but it's showing my reality now. And it has taken me this long to accept that just because I don't have that type of community, it doesn't mean that I don't have community, right? And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't have no friends. And for some people, that's true. Some people really don't have friends. Mm -hmm. There are some Mm -hmm. people who say they don't want friends. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. And to each his own. I personally believe that God created us for relationship with him and with other people. I personally Mm -hmm. believe that we should not do life alone. And I also believe that even if you're married, you need more than your spouse in your life. That's me. But I also have come to appreciate that the way that Carol is wired is that, that I got to come over to the house every holiday. I got to celebrate all your birthdays. (laughs) That ain't me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is so not how so I we, am So we're in love with the idea. Bam, that's it. And it, it, even though I've come to know that I prefer intimate, I prefer one-on-one because I want to have the deep conversations. When you're in a group, people just talking. When you And I've had this because when you are out in a group setting, the conversation is probably going to be current events, 
politics, mm-hmm. the yeah. weather, uh-huh. people, business. It's going to be generic conversation. And for me, I love being able to sit and talk. What's going on in your life? How's work going? Last time we talked, you said that you were planning to open a business. Have you opened the business? Like, where are you? What's mm-hmm. the hold up? What's holding you back? Are you afraid? Is it money? Are you doubting that God is right. giving you this idea? Like, that's, that's the way that's I flow. Yeah. And then I realized God had told me, that's why people can't be around you too often either. Because uh, <laughs> you must go deep. People can't handle that every day. <laughs> Except for Vanessa. Right? Because Vanessa's nickname is, for me, is the prova. Vanessa is a prova. And I'm like, girl, yep. go away because I love it. I love it. Dig up in there. Make me think. Oh, Let's I love it. Down to the, I love it. Down to it. And as you can see, I go on all around the mulberry bush to get, and I still answer her question, which was, how do we deal with the hurt? <laughs> And this is another thing my friends know. They got to have at least an hour, but probably three when they (laughs) talk to me. So that's why we talk to some people once a year, because that could be a five hour conversation. And that feel like five minutes for me, like for real, like easy. And when we was in the thick of things, me and Vanessa, you on her day off, I'm like, oh, it's her day off. I ain't got to compete with her job. <laughs> Show, we used to be on the phone all day. What you doing? What you doing? <laughs> but serious talk, to deal with the hurt, we got to go to God. We have to go to God and we have to allow God to show us where's the hurt coming from. And that's number one. Like, where is the hurt coming from? If this break is hurting you, is it a natural hurt? Because when Mm. something ends, there's going to be mourning, whatever it is. If you change jobs, as much as you may love it and it be the best job you ever had, There's going to be a part of you that's sad and you may not know why. And it's because that is your soul grieving Mm -hmm. the loss of what was. Yeah. Because you've been on this job X amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. When God says shift to a different ministry, a different church, and you walk in obedience, if you're walking with the Lord righteously, It doesn't necessarily mean that you hate those people, but you know that it was time for something different. And because you don't hate, and even sometimes when we hate people, when we break up with a man because he cheated on us, do Mm -hmm. we not still miss him? Mm -hmm. We crazy for missing him. I mean, it may feel like we crazy, but we've connected with this person. We've connected with a friend. We've connected with a Mm -hmm. love. We've connected with a church. And so when it's time to move on, it hurts. And... Mm -hmm. If it is a natural, normal hurt that represents grief because there's been a severing, then we just have to go through the grieving process. Yeah. And one of the ways to go through the grieving process in a healthy way is to celebrate the good. Mm -hmm. To celebrate the good that that friendship represented, even if the friendship ended on a bad note. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the fact that y'all were friends for a month or 20 years means that there was some good to that person yes, and the yes. friendship. And mm-hmm. so even in the hurt, instead of wallowing on the bad thing that happened that led to the breakup of the friendship, I say celebrate the good that was in the friendship. 
And if there was something negative that transpired, own your part of it, mm-hmm. because everybody plays a role in a negative interaction between two people. It's never all the other person's fault. Even if it's as simple as you should have expressed your expectations and you didn't, or you allowed that person to walk over you too often until you got to the breaking point and there was no room Mm -hmm. for healing in the friendship. So you just had the bounce. There's always Mm -hmm. something that we could have done differently. And so when we acknowledge what caused the rift, if there was a negative thing that, that happened, acknowledge our part, forgive ourselves, and also forgive the other person. Mm-hmm. And depending on the depth of the negative exchange, forgiveness may take time and be okay with that. It's easy to say, I forgive you. It's harder to actually forgive. And for me, I measure forgiveness by if I hear this person's name, if I see their car, if I drive past their corner and I don't feel that <clears throat> in mm. my soul, then I would say I have crossed over into full forgiveness. Yeah. But if you mm-hmm. still feel some type of way, when you think about hear about that person, there's more forgiveness that's necessary. And that's not a bad thing because like I said, Depending on the nature of the hurt, it may take time to forgive. Mm -hmm. And we Mm -hmm. have to give ourselves time and realize that forgiveness is a spiritual matter, which means that Holy Spirit has to walk us through forgiveness. You can only forgive what you have acknowledged. So if you spend, if you spend all your time downplaying what the person did that hurt you, Mm -hmm. even if you feel that you're wrong for being hurt by it, right? Until I acknowledge Mm -hmm. That there's a part of me that little ticked off. I can never fully heal that hurt or fully forgive her. So long answer in the short version, we <laughs> have to acknowledge the hurt, yeah. grieve the loss. Yeah, absolutely. And go through our period of forgiveness and healing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and extend grace to ourselves and the other person and invite Holy Spirit to illuminate love and gratitude instead of hatred or bitterness and resentment. And if if I may add something to that too, Carol, I think what happens a lot of times is we have an expectation of expectations of persons. So we expect a lot of times we expect ourselves from other persons and that gets us in trouble a lot of times gets us in trouble because in our heads we're like if this is me this is the way i would do it but why can't she do it like this why didn't he do it like this well i said this is the situation but they didn't say anything and that is very important that you know we're all different we're made different we're created differently all of us are still learning all of us are still growing so you one of the key words that you mentioned was grace we have to grace grace people take them where they're at and just respect the journey. And like you say, grieve over the process, walk in forgiveness, and don't forget to continue to pray for them as well. You know what I mean? As the Holy Spirit leads you, pray, pray over them. Prayer, huh? it, it really helps to um, helps to heal. When you are able to pray for a person who has hurt you, ooh, listen. <laughs> but you know, in the end, we want to be the salt. We want, you understand? So we got to walk in the love 
the love and forgiveness of God. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Walk in forgiveness, extend grace, and mm-hmm. don't expect the other person to be you. Mm-hmm. to respond the way that you would respond. Mm-hmm. This has been a wonderful conversation yes. between friends. I am so grateful to you for agreeing to be on the show. And um, we know that length of time doesn't always indicate quality of time. So we've been mm-hmm. talking about, you know, we don't have friends that we've had for 10, 20, 30 years right? That we're still intimately connected with. And that's okay because mm-hmm. the quality of the, of the experience with a person is so much more valuable than the quantity of mm-hmm. years that you have known that person, yeah. right? And so for the level of exchange that we have had in two and a half years, I am very grateful for that. There are people that I journeyed with for longer times that I didn't have the same level of exchange with, partly because I wasn't who I am today back then. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. I didn't have the maturity level to have this level of right, friendship. Right. And so we have to appreciate. And, 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 and then for the friends that have known each other for a long time, my prayer is that they are still in healthy relationship Mm -hmm. and that they have allowed the friendship to evolve as each of them have evolved. Because there are some people that holding on to friendship just because I know you from junior high. Mm -hmm. I know you from Mm -hmm. middle school, but Mm -hmm. the friendship Mm -hmm. no longer serves either of you any purpose. Mm -hmm. And so you hanging out, but for what? Right. And so Mm -hmm. are we bringing value to each other? Exactly. And not in a, I only had to use you type of way, but you know, I mean, if it's not, If it's not a a value adding friendship, then why are you there? Mm. That means you, you, you're investing time in a situation that's not bringing glory to God Mm -hmm. and not benefiting you. You're holding on to a past season and missing out. And and, and just like we shared when we last spoke outside of this space, you know, God has brought some new connections or has deepened some existing connections in this season post the shift that occurred in our friendship. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. had we continued clinging to a way of relating that God did not require of us, would we have had space for the new levels of connection that he wanted to birth for Mm -hmm. both of us? And these connections are also adding value. Mm-hmm. and are not taking away the value that we provide for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, That's so good. God gave me a word the other day, transient. <laughs> I was like, am I a transient friend? <laughs> that feels so flighty. It's, like, it's just the way you're wired. Yep. You come into people's lives and you give what they need. And Let's you get it. from them what you need. And then when it's time to bounce, you mount. Can and that's I not tell just you in friendship. That's me with everything. I'm telling you. And I came to that very same realization the other day. My name, Vanessa, actually means butterfly. I said, God, you are set up. You are set up. Wow. Because it, it speaks to how my life has been all of my life. <laughs> you know, so 
you know, but that's like you said, that's the way he wires us. Mm-hmm. You just got to lean into it. <laughs> you just have to lean into it. And yeah. this is the beauty um, that I want to share in my upcoming Harmony course, because it's all about helping women to identify their natural rhythms, mm-hmm. their natural rhythm based on who God has created, just based on how God has designed them and stop mm-hmm. trying to force mm-hmm. yourself to flow the mm-hmm. way you see other people flow in mm-hmm. because I can't flow in your rhythm. I can no. only flow in my rhythm. We all have a natural rhythm that is based on how God designed us. And once we can tap into our natural rhythm, it guides all of our choices. Mm-hmm. Tap into our natural rhythm and know the season that we're in and what God requires for that season. Then we know what to say yes to mm-hmm. and what to say no to. We know when it's time mm-hmm. to shift, mm-hmm. when it's time to stay, when it's time to dig deeper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it's time to go higher. And mm-hmm. all of those choices are based on our natural rhythm. So it's not about, you know, I'm always pushing back against the term work-life balance because it's not about giving equal time to work and equal time to personal endeavors. It's about what do I need in this day? What do I need to focus on today, this week, this month, because of what God is saying to do Mm -hmm. in this season? And how can I do that in a way that honors how I naturally flow. So I am looking forward to that course. And yeah, but Vanessa, I thank you so very, very, very much for being on the podcast with me. This is so interesting because, you know, up to March, from September to March, it's been just me. I've been the only voice on the podcast. And, um, now, I'm glad that God allowed me to introduce mm. additional voices and start Amen. with people that I know and trust and feel Amen. comfortable with. Amen. So it's making the transition to a different format Amen. easier. Amen. And of course, there are still going to be, I'm sure, future episodes where there's just me. But I, I also enjoy sharing the space with other people. So do you have any parting words for my audience on friendship (laughs) or community or just being your most authentic self? Absolutely. What I would share, and this is also a realization that I um, came to be friends with yourself first and with God as well. Once you do that, then you'll be able to navigate through the relationships any relationship that you would encounter or come in contact with, I would admonish you to seek the Holy Spirit's guidance as to um, what purpose this person or role is going to play in your life and just act accordingly. Trust him during the process, walk with him, talk to him about everything and you will definitely, you definitely won't go wrong. So keep him at the forefront. That's what I would encourage you guys to do. Yay. (laughs) Awesome. 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 Thank you. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, where we equip kingdom women for loving relationships. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, like, or leave a comment with your feedback, or send us an email with your thoughts or questions at info at pathwayteam242.org. We also invite you to join our email community at pathwayteam242.org. And be sure to connect with Pathway or Carol Griffiths on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. The link to connect with us is in the show notes. I am Carol Griffiths, your freedom coach. Until next time, remember that you are free to be the whole healed helpmate God created you to be.